Take off your pants. Unleash your true self. Real unicorns don't wear pants. Oh, hey, money-making unicorns. It snowed, guys. It motherfucking snowed. So this is my first day in my snowy office and there's so many windows. So it's totally fucking amazing and love all of the vibes and it's all warm and cozy, all the fucking things. And today we're talking about bartender land, um, specifically because one of my clients asked me a question. You guys, the best fucking content always comes from your clients asking you a fucking question, okay? Unicorn hack right there. Um, my One of my clients, asked me, they said, Hey, you know what, what's the correlation between bartender land and wonder world? Like how did all this shit happen in, in your mindset with this? Um, because obviously when you're a bartender, you're helping people to get drunk all day. <laughs> and so his comment to me was that, yeah, I mean, it seems like you do exactly the opposite thing now is that rather than getting people hammered, it's like, you're helping people to have clarity and to, you know, really create all the success in their life instead of just drinking themselves into a coma. And in one way, you might think that that is true, right? Um, I think from the from the external point of view, that is absolutely true. But from the inside point of view, it's totally fucking false. Because here's the thing. I do exactly the same thing that I've always fucking done. I help people to feel okay while being their true selves. That's it, right? When you're drinking, that is one way of feeling okay being who you really fucking are, right? Is that the alcohol takes off the edge. It takes away the fucking anxiety. You stop thinking and worrying and being like, oh my God, what is everybody doing? And looking at me, you stop having all of that fear, right? The fear of the judgment, the fear of the rejection, um, the fear of people just looking at you, right? All the inhibitions go away and you just release your true self, kind of. <laughs> you release one version of your true self. But that version is so out of the box, right? And usually it's too much. It's in that space where you're just kind of a drunken, sloppy, hot ass fucking mess. And you feel that way because you've had so much fucking pent up emotion, right? That you've been hiding it, stuffing it, keeping it down deep, not letting it out, especially if you have a nine to five job, you're fucking working, 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 working. And then on Friday, it's happy hour and you're like, fuck this shit. And you fucking spend all your money, blow your wad. <laughs> and you become that fucking asshole for the night, right? being your true self, being okay, being your true self. One of the reasons why I was such a good bartender and why I made so much fucking money as a bartender was because instantly when you walk up to my bar top, I didn't give you any fucking small talk bullshit. I didn't say like, oh, how's your day today? Like I didn't do that shit. I would be like, hey, Steve, um, do you look like a piece of shit today? Why don't you fucking sit down and have a drink and tell me all about it, right? I would get straight to it and make that experience about the, the person. And sometimes that person didn't really want just someone to be nice to them. That's so basic. It's so basic in the hospitality industry where people are like, oh, well, you know, you make a lot of money being a server because you're just really nice to people. That is not what a lot of people want. A lot of people don't want people to be nice to them. It's annoying, right? They want something real. They want something raw. They want something fucking truthful because the truth just sounds different. Sound familiar? Just like on the fucking internet, right? On the internet, we are craving someone to just tell the fucking truth and stopping this pink, white, and tell fucking perfect little bobblehead bitch and just call it like it is, right? That's what we're all dying for is a moniker of the fucking truth because everything is so shrouded in masks and fucking pretend and makeup and backgrounds and all this shit that just isn't fucking real. To the point where we start to feel like maybe we're not real, right? We have no grasp of reality because we don't relate with the robots on the fucking screen. 
that's the same in the bar, right? You're at your work job and you're all buttoned up in your suit and your tie and you're pretending to be like John, the successful fucking, I don't know, insurance sales guy. But really, you just want to like, you just want to fucking talk shit about sports or you just want to fucking, you know, have, have a moment where you could just think your own thoughts without worrying about what your boss is going to fucking say, or if HR is going to get upset with you, you want to just blow off some fucking steam and be a real person instead of the person you're pretending to be. That's why you go to a bar to be who you really are instead of the person that you're supposed to be. Right. That's the same thing that I help people to do in the online coaching space, but I help them to do it without alcohol without substance, right? Without something external. I help you to be your true self unapologetically without having to take a shot first, right? Being able to just be who you are and then take that essence of you and monetize it, make more money with it, be happier, create more fucking fulfillment in your life. It's the same thing. It's the same skill set, just used in a slightly different fucking way. So it got me thinking, right? It got me thinking about that when my client asked me that. And I was like, huh, how interesting is that? The layers of all of these pieces, true self attracts your true believer, um, you know, in the bar scene, a lot of things that I coach with bartenders because I coached them back then too. I was a consultant and I built bar teams all the motherfucking time. Right. And so in that energy in with those people, I was helping them to feel okay being behind the bar because being behind the bar is kind of scary, right? You're on center stage. Everyone's fucking staring at you. Everyone's judging you. Everybody fucking needs something from you right motherfucking now. There's that sense of urgency. Um, and it's a little nerve wracking, right? And especially if you're working in a craft cocktail bar, you're making all these fancy drinks that are fucking 20 bucks a pop. You don't want to fuck that shit up, right? Being okay behind the bar and really developing your sense of self, not just in how you'd make drinks, but also how you engage with the customers, the persona that you develop so that you can attract a certain type of person at your bar top to make a lot of money, right? Is that if you're attracting, I don't know, just anybody and everybody, and you're just trying to be everything to everybody, and you're just waiting for people to show up at your bar top, you're not going to make as much money as if you intentionally try and get the right people at your bar shifts on the right days. Okay. For instance, Mondays. Okay. Mondays are the shifts that nobody fucking wants. So whenever I would go work at a new bar, the first thing I would say is say, can I have Monday nights? And they would look at me like I was fucking crazy <laughs> because everybody else asked for fucking Fridays, right? Everyone's like, I want Fridays and Saturdays. Fuck Fridays and Saturdays. I mean, I'll work that shit, but Mondays are my jam. Okay. Because why? No one else wants this shift. Why? Because it's slow, right? That means that it doesn't have an existing clientele. That means that Mondays are a blank fucking canvas. So I get to come in on a Monday night shift, get my bearings in that new bar, and I get to start thinking to myself, based on the environment here, based on the feel of this place, maybe the food that we have on the menu, the cocktails that we have on the menu, who would this best serve, right? Who needs to be here on a motherfucking Monday? And a lot of the times I would choose service industry, right? Not all the time, depending on the bar, right? But a lot of times I would choose service industry. And so like, you know what? Service industry people, most people are not working fucking Monday nights, right? They have Monday nights off. So how can I build a successful bar shift here that really entices all of the bartenders to come and fucking see me on Monday? Because guess who tips the very fucking best? Motherfucking other bartenders, right? And they're not a pain in the ass. They're not super demanding because they know what it's like to be on the other side of the fucking bar. So they're super chill. They're fun to be around. They're a lot of friends, right? And they bring people with them right? So there's more butts and seats. How can I create a drink special? How can I create a marketing strata that attracts service industry people, specifically 
on Mondays for my shift. And that's how I would take $30 Mondays and build them into $300 Mondays. And I would be home by 9.30, right? It was badass. Being able to build up bar shifts like that intentionally was all about really clearly identifying a target market, right? And what those people fucking want and what those people want to get the fuck away from and how I can drive traffic to my my shift specifically, not just any shift at that bar, specifically Mondays from four to fucking 9 p.m., right? And so I would come up with all sorts of different cool ways to fucking do that depending on what bar I was at. And once I built up Mondays, then I would take that Wednesday shift and I'd be like, all right, what are we going to fucking do on Wednesdays, right? Who drinks on Wednesday nights? <laughs> Who is most likely to drink on Wednesday nights? What are the hours? How do they want to feel? Well, Wednesday is fucking hump day, right? So I know that this is the day of the week where all of those dudes, those business dudes are getting pissed at their bosses, right? They're in that mindset where they're like, fuck this. We don't want to do this shit anymore. I hate this fucking job. And they're just trying to get to Friday. That's how everybody feels on a fucking Wednesday. So I want to really appeal on Wednesdays to these kind of high power executives, guys that have a lot of pressure in their jobs. Okay. So we do shit like Whiskey Wednesday. Okay. It's for men. It's not for bitches. It's for men, right? Come in here and fucking blow off steam. Take off that tie, chill the fuck out, loosen up before you got to go home to the wife and kids. So here's Whiskey Wednesday, two for one whiskey. You're just going to come in for maybe 90 minutes. I don't want you to be here all night long. I just want you to drink for 90 minutes. So I want this person to order fucking one drink, right? I want them to order one fucking drink and get two for one on it or get half off. Come in and see me every fucking Wednesday. And I want them to be there for 90 minutes max, right? So that the, the tables turn, right? Those bar stools, they turn over and we get more and more people to come in because you got this guy, John always leaves work at 3.30 because he's pissed on Wednesdays, right? So he's in there right to see me at fucking four. Then you got Pete. Pete doesn't make it until fucking five, but you know, Jack comes in at 6.30 and we have all of this nice staggering thing so that I can sit with this one or two men at a time and make them feel like they are the whole fucking world. They don't have to compete for my attention, right? And all of those dudes, they tip 10 bucks. They got their whiskey half off. So they tip me 10 bucks, maybe 20 bucks. And so I only have to wait on maybe 10 customers all night long. And boom, I make $200 on a fucking Wednesday. Sold, right? Again, home by 930. <laughs> home by 930. Building that shit up, right? Then the word gets out about Whiskey Wednesday. And now all of the girls start to figure out that there's these high power executive dudes that are sitting there. And I leak the word because I put that shit on Facebook. And then all of a sudden these girls start trickling, right? And there's girls trickling in. And what happens when those hot girls get to the bar? When they're those 20 something year old bitches and they start talking to these rich power fucking executives, those rich power executives buy them drinks, <laughs> right? They buy them drinks. And now I have a full bar top and the bar is making money too. So not only am I making my 20 bucks on all these people, but now the bar is making money because this guy's only going to drink one or two drinks tops, right? He's got to go home to the wife. Okay? He doesn't have time to get blitzed tonight, but these bitches, they're going to take shots because they don't care. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. They, they can drink any day of the week, right? So they come on in, he buys them shots. And now I start building that bar tab up for the bar. So the bar starts making more money, right? Layers upon layers upon layers of that marketing. Then Wednesday start becoming this kind of hot scene and it's a little bit of a meat market and everybody starts to feel a feeling. And now instead of fucking leaving at nine, I'm going to put some late night music in. 
I'm going to put some late night music in and make this kind of a date night thing. So I got all my power executives coming in, but they're gone by 7 30, 8 o'clock. All the girls came in. They came in early to get their free drinks from all the power execs, but they stay a little later. And then all the fuck boys show up, right? The fuck boys who don't have any jobs, those are the guys that get laid, right? <laughs> the power execs buy all the drinks, get the girls loosened up, and then the fuck boys come in later to fucking clean up the fucking sloppy seconds. <laughs> That's how it works in the bar industry. So I slap up a little live music that comes on, starts at eight, nine o'clock. I stay till fucking 11 or 12, get everybody on their dates, get everyone all paired up, make a little bit of extra money. And then before you know it, I'm making 500 bucks on a fucking Wednesday night. All by midnight, right? Okay. Building up those layers. That is how we intentionally build out those audiences. And that's exactly what I teach inside of fucking inside of my programs, right? Is how we build Facebook groups that lead to a monetization structure. How we build Instagram that leads to a monetization structure, TikTok, LinkedIn, fucking your email list, whatever. It all leads to a monetization structure. But that all comes from the expertise that I had in bartender land. So everything leads up to everything else. The skill sets that you have right now, even if you're a fucking bartender, will translate into something else. If you can allow yourself to expand your mindset, to take a look at those skill sets and how, and ask yourself that very important question. How the fuck could I monetize this? <laughs> Where does this lead to money? Who wants to learn this fucking skill set? And when you start learning to think like that, you learn how to make more money. This is what I'm teaching inside of money-making unicorns. Okay. Money making unicorns is my $7 a month fucking membership. And this is the kind of concept that we talk about. It's like, how can you take your existing shit, shit you're already doing right now and help you to make more money, right? When you start thinking this way at a foundational fucking level and connecting the dots between how bar stools turn into fucking millions of dollars, right? When you start bridging that gap, you're training your brain. You're training your brain, yes, to get your first clients, yes, to figure out how you could be an entrepreneur, but also how you can expand, how you can build out that empire. There's a reason why I made it to seven figures so fucking fast. And that is because I already thought like this, because I had already been building bars up, right? I was already taking bars from 15 fucking grand a week to 150 grand a week. I was already doing that. So I already had the mindset strategy components in my brain. I just needed to turn a quarter turn to the left and say, how else could I fucking apply this? And then my whole life changed, right? I just had a bar buddy reach out to me this week um, and ask me, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? First of all. <laughs> and so I tell him, you know, like, dude, it's like, I, I turned all of the shit that I taught you guys behind the bar, all of the shit that I taught you as a bartender of how to build bar following. I took all that shit and I put it into an online course. And now I teach it to different kinds of people. I teach it to people who are health coaches, who are personal fucking trainers. I teach it to people who are tantra instructors, right? I teach it to people who do websites. I teach it to other kind of mindset coaches. I teach it to other people so that they use social media to build out their following so that they can get clients. Same shit you already fucking know. I already taught you this shit. He said, so I don't have to keep bartending to do this? Like, bitch, have you seen me behind a bar lately? <laughs> it's, been years. it's been years since I've been behind a bar. I'm going to a, I'm going to a, to an event this weekend. I'll give a, a nice little shout out. Chemistry of the Cocktail. I'm going to Chemistry of the Cocktail this weekend. Um, chemistry of the Cocktail is actually a charity event that I used to run 
Um, I ran it for years um, with one of my lovely partners in crime, Kestra. Um, God, I love this bitch. She she's off running the running the world with her children in an RV and her very handsome husband. They do all sorts of cool stuff. They're fun on TikTok, right? Um, and so we used to run this the event together. And so now it's been handed off, and the baby bartenders are fucking doing it and shit. Um, and my best friend is is uh, is staffing is staffing this one. So I'm going to be going to that event, and it's like it's going to be so exciting to go to this event from a completely different angle, right? Like showing up there as someone who was working it, someone who was, um, you know, doing all the chemistry labs, like cocktail, cocktail chemistry labs and uh, teaching all these classes and doing all this cool stuff at this event. And now I'm going to get to go as someone who's, uh, you know, a spectator, but also like donating shit, right? Because it's a benefit for uh, the kids museum. It's, it's for the discovery museum here in Reno. And it's all about helping kids with all the science stuff. It's cool. It's a cool like kid museum, you know? Um, so it feels good to be able to throw some money at that shit. Right. Um, but it feels really great to like come back and like this, the spiral staircase, you guys, you go around the fucking ne next level of that spiral staircase and you get to look back at your past self and see how it all led there. When I was doing chemistry of the cocktail, what was I really doing? Marketing, right? That's what it was. I was developing cocktail recipes. I was developing cocktail recipes that were based on the experience of the guest, not shit I wanted to make because these are the drinks I like. You know what I liked? I like Jameson and a fucking high life. <laughs> If it was up to me, that's what everyone would be drinking, right? Popping up tops of the high lives and just taking shots of fucking Jameson. But that's not why you build an event. You don't build an event full of drinks that are for you because that's fucking stupid. You build an event full of drinks that the customers, that all of the people that are coming to this event are going to have an amazing experience. And guys, I'll never forget this. And you know me, I talk a lot of shit. So fucking keep up, right? Okay. So one year, we let other people make the drinks instead of me. I was like, no, nah, fucking other fucking people do it, you know? We'll let these other people do it. And you know what these fucking assholes did? They put Negronis and Manhattans and old fashions on the fucking menu for people to come. This is like 500 people, okay? 500 people who are couples, right? Like nice couples dressed up, going out for the evening, right? And they have to drive home. Okay. Like that's a thing, right? Like you come to an event and then you have to drive home. So you can't get totally fucking annihilated. And if you guys don't know what Negronis and Manhattans and old fashions are, I'll just tell you they're booze. There's no mixer in any of that. It's all straight alcohol. And so the cocktails that they came up with because they were like bar centric, they were like bartender cool because we let hipsters do the fucking menus. Right. So they're like, Oh, well, we really love these very trendy classic cocktails. Yeah. Except for the fact that you just fed fucking nine ounces of straight booze to dudes who have to drive their wives home. Like, what the fuck were you thinking, right? The idea is that people come to this event and they donate money to a charity. We don't want them blitzed. We want them pleasantly buzzed. <laughs> we want them pleasantly buzzed and able to drink enough water to sober up, eat their fucking food and go home. We don't want them hammered. Why would you make a bunch of fucking alcohol forward drinks? One, that none of the wives are going to like right? Now the wives are going to like, because wives like lemon drops. They like fucking frilly drinks. They like things that are light and taste like juice and are really fucking pretty. And they want to take pictures of them for Instagram. Okay. An old fashioned in a plastic serving cup looks like shit. Okay. It looks like you're taking shots of whiskey because you are. <laughs> and so that's what they came up with. And then boom, nobody posted anything on Instagram. Everyone was too hammered. The fucking charity didn't make any money because everybody got too fucking drunk. Right. And everyone had to take Ubers home. And so then in the morning, there were a bunch of fucking cars in the parking lot that caused a problem for the next day for the kids who were coming to the Discovery Museum to fucking be at the museum. But all the parking spots were taken because everyone had to leave their fucking cars. It's fucking stupid, right? 
That's what happens. That's what happens in the coaching world too, okay? Is that you start thinking about yourself and what you fucking like instead of thinking about it from the guest perspective, okay? The person attending a charity event is dressed up. They're in high heels. They look nice. They want to have a couple nice fruity cocktails. They want to fucking eat dinner with their husband and they want to take pictures and put them on fucking Instagram. And they don't want their husband to be a drunky, drunken, sloppy ass mess. They don't want to have to fucking take an Uber home. They don't want to have to Uber back to go get the car in the fucking morning, right? That is not the idea of a good time. And that doesn't get to the main purpose, which of course is the kids, right? This event is for children. It's for the, to benefit children so that children get to have this amazing fucking discovery museum because we raise hundreds of thousands of dollars at a charity event. If you are the person designing the cocktail menu and you don't fucking think about that shit, you're not doing your job. You're just making drinks that you want to drink. That's fucking stupid, right? That's not what you got paid to do, okay? And so lo and behold, they never let those fucking assholes do that shit again. <laughs> Duh, right? No, please, Nicole, please come back. Please come back and do it next year. Like, I guess it's gonna cost you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I totally did it for free. I didn't, I didn't know anything about fucking positioning my worth back then. I did everything for free like a fucking idiot. I was constantly donating my time. And now I'm gonna go to the Discovery Museum and donate a bunch of money, right? <laughs> I'm gonna buy some of the stuff at the silent auction though. I'm fucking excited for all that shit. Um, to actually get to be there as a consumer because there's some pretty, pretty good shit there for a silent auction stuff. So I'm fucking stoked on it. It's gonna be a lot of fun, right? And Daniel and I are gonna take pictures and I'm excited for that. And he's not gonna be a drunken sloppy mess because we don't fucking drink. <laughs> and I'm gonna talk shit about all the drinks there because I know that these fucking guys are not thinking about that shit. And I'm excited because I'm gonna go and I'm gonna take pictures and I'm gonna I'm gonna come on here and I'm gonna talk shit about why this drink sucks and why you shouldn't put this kind of drink at this kind of event. <laughs> All the Reno bartenders are like, fuck you, Nicole. Yeah, well, it's not my fault. You guys don't fucking listen. You don't fucking learn shit, okay? <laughs> it's not my fault. I taught you guys all this shit. You just don't listen. So think about that, right? It's all about consumer experience. That's how we build up anything. That's how we turn bar stools into actual money, right? Is that we think about things from the consumer experience. And that's exactly what the fuck that I'm doing in the coaching industry that's so different from what everybody else is doing. I'm thinking about it from a marketing perspective. I'm thinking about it from a goal perspective. If I want my fucking clients to come in and have an amazing time and not get too drunk to drive home, right? What kind of experience do I need to create for them? I'm throwing an event next week, right? You can probably, if you're watching on the, if you're watching on the camera, you can see if you're on the video version of this podcast, you can see that I have this banner behind me. That's a, it's all nightmare before Christmas, right? And I'm building out, it's called a wonder retreat, right? Wonder retreats are my fucking favorite. They're my fucking thing. And they're what I'm known for. This is what put me on the fucking map because I use a very specific strategy. It's called the disc. Okay. And so the disc is actually something else that I learned in bartender land, right? It's all about personality. It's a personality test that identifies somebody's drivers. And so I'm using this concept of how people think and feel, how people are motivated, how I helped bartenders to turn their shifts from $30 to $300 shifts, how I took bars from 15 grand to 150 grand by building up team development and by really being intentional about how, who, which bartender I was putting on which shift for which type of customer, really getting into the nitty gritty of all of these pieces. And so I'm throwing an event next week that's going to teach my audience how to use the disc specifically in their content to layer up this experience for their clientele. 
And it really, it's all, it's all connected, right? It drives back to that main point of bartender land of being in hospitality, of anticipating fucking needs. That's what makes me special. That's what puts me on the fucking map. That is my goddamn competitive edge is that inside of my programs, inside of my marketing, inside of my sales, inside of how I run my fucking team, I'm constantly anticipating needs. I learned that from being a badass fucking bartender. Yet another example of taking a skill set that I already fucking have twisting it a quarter turn to the left and using it to make millions of fucking dollars. Because the first wonder retreat that I ever did was actually modeled after bartender competitions, right? Cocktail competitions. I modeled it off of real life cocktail competitions. And I took that same energy and that same premise of how we used to set up cocktail competitions. And I put it into the virtual world and I made $202,000 in three fucking days, right? Using skill sets that I already fucking have. <laughs> already fucking had him. Didn't have to learn new shit for that, right? It's amazing what can happen in such a short amount of time when you really know how to twist that tiny little skill set into something that's monetizable in a completely different way. And essentially, that's what I fucking help people to do. I help people to uncover that zone of genius so that they can use the skill sets they already have to make way more fucking money, exponential fucking money, money that is not money that's traded for time. Because even as a bartender, yes, I made exponential money. I was making three times what bartenders made, right? Um, you know, easily three times because I was able to really target the right kind of customers for the right kind of nights, right? Whiskey Wednesday was a motherfucking thing. I was able to make $500 on a Wednesday night instead of what normal bartenders make, which was $100, right? I was able to do those things because of my strategic development skills. That all fucking panned out, right? That was making exponential money because I wasn't working a nine to five where it was like, you know, hourly. But when you do that in this world, in the coaching world, I don't have to go to work today and I can make money while I fucking sleep, right? Because my marketing is out there working for me. It's like having an animatronic version of me working at every bar in the fucking world, right? <laughs> How much money can I make then? So I don't have to trade time for money anymore. So I can make money at an exponential rate because I've stretched my mindset to be big enough for my strategies to come in and shake all that shit up. And it's changed my whole fucking life. And it's changed the life of my clients, layer after layer after layer, right? But it all came from that. It all came from bar stools and me asking myself that question all those fucking years ago, right when I turned 21, how can I get butts in seats? How can I get more butts in seats? How can I get more spendy butts in seats? How can I get better tippers? How can I get people that I actually love to serve butts in seats? Asking myself that question is ultimately what led me to build a multi-million dollar fucking company. Boom, right? So don't disqualify the skill sets that you fucking have. Don't disqualify the fucking experience that you already have because you might be able to turn it a quarter turn to the left and turn it into millions of dollars just like me. Take off your pants, look down, and tell me what you motherfucking see. more trouble, go to realunicornsdon'twearpants.com, hit that subscribe button, and remember, hashtag fuck pants. <laughs>